1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and member FDIC. So
0: now Posey ranges away and Ballinger throws
1: it so high. There are some intangibles that those projections failed to take into consideration. The crowd was going crazy and there's not much in life that's better than that.
0: You're listening to Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys on the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. 2-2. That's a pop-up on the infield. Who wants it? Schmidt hustling in for third, and he dropped it! And then Judas picked it up and threw it away! Oh my goodness, Betts is going to... Now the Dodgers will have two... At third, Jastrzewski throws to Crawford. They've got Mookie in a rundown. They're going to throw home. Patrick Bailey will flip to Junis, who tags out Bush. Bats ends up at third, and that's one of the craziest plays in the history of the game. Oh, my goodness. The Giants got bailed out. Casey Schmidt dropped the pop-up, and then all hell broke.
1: Hello there, and this is uh, welcome back to the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Sam Loveman here, as always, with Joe the Butcher Boy Shasky for episode 62 of the podcast. Shasky, did you know that Mike Ostromsky has attempted 21 stolen bases in his career and has uh, successfully stolen 13 of them? That is good for a wait for it. 62% success rate. <laughs> I love that. 62. I <laughs> like it. The year I love it when these numbers come together. <laughs> the year after the Giants faced the Yankees in the uh, famous World Series, correct? Uh no, that was the year that the Giants faced the Yankees in the World Series. Yeah, that was um Bobby Richardson catching Willie McCovey's line drive to end it. That was uh Dark day for Giants fans. Not that I would remember. I wasn't there for it. But uh, speaking of Mike Yastrzemski, we played those two highlights coming in. A lot of fun Mike Yastrzemski moments. Uh, he had that he, – he, he got that up – sorry. When Judas threw that ball away on Friday night, he's the one who got the ball and very wisely went back into the infield, make the runners kind of pick something that they're going to do before getting it back into the infield, and eventually they were able to get pushed down on that rundown. And then, of course, last night – we're recording this on Tuesday, uh, Tuesday, by the way, uh, City Connect Tuesday, where uh, the night after, the the day after, Mike Yastrzemski hit that walk-off home run against the Padres. He had uh, two other runs that night, too. Just a big Mike Yastrzemski game last night.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, Mike Yastrzemski, it's interesting. You said to me in the green room this morning before we were getting ready for the show, could he be a byproduct of someone who's seen – you know, more open spaces because of the lack of shifting. And I found that to be an interesting concept because, you know, one of the things I think of a lot is like when you're a lefty, all right, and guys get on base in front of you, that first baseman has to hold on to that runner. And Mm -hmm. because of that, it does open up the space for you. And it allows a lefty to be able to pull the ball into a wider gap. Compound that with guys in front of him getting on base this year. A lot of them, right? It Mm -hmm. does. feels like guys ahead of Yaz have gotten on base. And the no shift. So I don't think it's just one. I, I think it's both of those things. And as well, he feels healthier. Now, he hurt his groin earlier in Mexico. Um, and I was really worried that, that might be the end of his particular productive season. And boy, was I wrong. He's had a really nice bounce back year, just solid across the board. And now you throw him in right field defensively with Matos, and we'll get to him in a second playing center
1: field. I mean, Dare I say we're looking at a guy who could be the answer in right field for the time being? Yeah I mean the, the Giants they really do like Mike Shremsky a lot. He really kind of fits the ethos of what they look for in this team. He he has been a great clubhouse leader ever since you got ever since he got here and yeah as what to what you're saying with the shift, the, the results have been huge you know 2019 2020 they were not shifting on him that much I think there was like down on the stats off the top of my head like 48 to 50 percent of his at-bats they were shifting on him and then in 21 and 22 all of a sudden they were going shift crazy I think it was like 70 percent of the time they're shifting on him the last two years now you can't shift it opens things up and when you're getting hits the fall like that you're gonna become a much more confident yeah. hitter and you're seeing it he looks so dialed in at the plate when you have that confidence, when you have that belief in yourself, it makes it a lot easier to do things like he did last night where he had that home run that kind of got the Giants back in the game. He scored that run. Did he have the, yeah. he, had the he had the the tying run in the in the ninth inning didn't he? Um yeah, on, on the Patrick Bailey sack fly. Yeah, and then he hits the walk-off and you're like you're Great watching slide. him you're watching him dig into the plate. You're just like Oh, I could totally see him hitting a home run right here. And that's the same thing I remember thinking we dug into the plate in St. Louis a couple of weeks ago. Like he's getting almost automatic with these. And yeah. so Mike Scrimsey, the 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 career revival we've seen from him this year it's been incredible. Part of it, I think, is also because of how they use him as well. Really, just they, him and Slater in that platoon, keeping Yaz going against right-handed hitters, he's hitting like over almost 300 against right-handed hitters. And so when you're – the Giants, they're putting him in positions to succeed, and the field is really set up for him to kind of jump on that success well, and really see it expand. And, yeah, it's it's all adds up to a really incredible uh, revival from Mike Kastrzemski. Wouldn't
0: you also agree, similar to Brandon Bell – that he's been kind of miscast as a middle of the order guy. I know he batted five yesterday, but that was because of the lineup and and who they were going up against. After basically seven straight days with no day off, um, him batting in like the sixth and the seven hole on certain days. Don't you think that only helps him? Like not being a three, four, yeah. five
1: guy. I agree. And the Giants, they have a long dreadful history of miscasting guys yeah. in the wrong spot in the lineup. Remember when we put Benji Molina in the cleanup spot and Yes. how about Ray Durham as the opening day yes. uh, cleanup hitter? We all were okay with that. Yes. But yeah, yes, I don't think he's a top of the hitter top of the order guy. We've talked about him last year. He's the fourth outfielder on a championship team. I think this year he's showing the fourth maybe he could be a third outfielder on a championship yeah. team, but he's definitely a guy I think when you're putting him in the 6 to 9 spots of the lineup, that's probably a better place for him to be just yeah. He does have power, but I always see him as more of a contact first guy. Yeah. And yeah, when you don't put that expectations of being in the top of the lineup, that table setter position, it, I do, I do agree. It it works better for Yaz uh, when he's in those situations. One thing that was really working this weekend, though, Shasky, was whatever the Giants were doing against the Dodgers in L.A. Literally every single aspect of this weekend was so fun to watch. I don't even know what it would I mean, there was – I don't even know what you call that play on Friday night when Junis airmails it. And you're thinking, oh, my God, there's huh. no way they're going to screw this that up like this. It was just like, come on, like all those good feelings you we had were going to be gone. And then the Dodgers just forget how to base run for a little while. That came in you know, two innings after Mookie Betts tried to steal third on Patrick Bailey, which, you know, heads up Major League Baseball. Don't go running on Patrick Bailey. That is a big mistake. Shassi coming out of that weekend and then going in that walk off last night. If, John, if if the, the last four games, forget the whole uh-huh. eight-game winning streak, the last four games, if they were to send a message to Major League Baseball, what do you think is the message that these last four wins have, have sent the rest of the league?
0: That's an interesting question. What would the message be? I think the message is don't count us out, and we've got one of the better bullpens in the National League. I mean, you've seen the Dodgers, the Cardinals. We saw the Padres yesterday. Um, we've had a good look at a lot of teams. We even saw Arizona um, uh, for a small little jaunt. In Arizona (laughs) earlier this year. We get them again this weekend. It does feel like to me, if you just stack up who they faced, they have an elite bullpen. And I think that's a weapon into itself. The great San Francisco Giants teams over the last 20 years have had great bullpens. What they also are, are a team that needs a starting pitcher. And I also think offensively, they're diverse. You've got guys like Casey Schumann who swing out of their shoes. You've got guys like Lamont Wade Jr. and Luis Matos who are going to grind in that bat, have great batter discipline and batter eyes. Um, You've got guys like Conforto who, if you miss a spot, he's going to jump all over it. Like I look at their everyday lineup. They've got great diversity. And now they're implementing small ball? Like, what? So to (laughs) me, they're a very well-rounded team. And quietly. This is one of the better Giants defenses I can remember in the last 10 years. And the reason I say that Bailey up the middle strong Crawford's still good You know, I think Schmidt might be a little better defensively shortstop. J.D. Davis has been awesome at third. Estrada is the number one or number two guy at second base in terms of defensive metrics. Lamont Wade, is anyone missing Brandon Belt at first base? Because Lamont's looked pretty good. You put Matos out in center field, defensively he looks elite. Conforto in left, how many teams would love to have Michael Conforto in left field for them defensively? And then you put Yaz, who has, I believe, he has gold glove potential. I'm not saying he is a gold glover, but – he could Plus be defender out there. Yeah. Exactly.
1: And Name think, the whole defensively. You tell me like, could Florida get a defender? I mean you yeah you can make the argument for Conforto. I mean I think I said this on a couple episodes ago when you look at the def- at the infield defensively, Brandon Crawford, the multiple time gold glove <laughs> winner, one of the best defensive shortstops in the 140 year history of Giants baseball. He might be your worst defender in that's the infield right now, which that's we not a knock on that. Crawford as much as it is just the Giants yes. have five stupid yes. good defenders right now. So yeah, you're right, the defense is absolutely the message like the do you will not be able to like the Giants. They don't play soccer with the baseball no. anymore like they did last year. I think another message it sends is, I'm gonna be honest, Shasky. I've been kind of wavering on going here with this. What? I think this is a playoff team. Uh, like I've been kind of hesitant to say. It. Uh, I don't know. I'm not saying definitively. I'm okay. saying I think this is a playoff team. Okay. I think the message they showed is that we're gonna be in this thing. We might not make the playoffs, but. We're going to be in a mix. We're going to be a team that you're going to have to deal with. And another reason why I'm maybe getting kind of more bullish on them being a playoff team, I'm not officially declaring them one yet. But you look around the National League, Shasky. the rest of the National League is garbage. No, it is. you got. I mean, the Dimebacks and the in, in the in the Braves are setting the standard right now. Yeah. They're probably going to be your top two teams in the National League. They're going to be the ones to get the buy. The NL Central is absolute gobbledygook right now. The Reds they're having a lot of fun. Ellie De La Cruz ever since he called up, the Reds are ten and two and they've barnstormed yeah. in the first base. I don't know if I'm willing to believe in the Reds just yet as being legit. But no one in the NL Central is running away with anything, which means that no one in the NL Central is in the wild card discussion. You look at the wild card discussion, which is probably where the, the Giants are going to be. The Dodgers are going to be in there. Yes. The Marlins—they're holding up there. I don't know how serious you want to take the Marlins right now, but for now, they're legit. No, I think they're legit. They're seventy yeah. games in. I think they're they're in the mix. And then you got the Phillies, who are just—I hate—I I hate saying flukes in baseball. But last year, that Phillies team. They got hot at the right time and barnstormed their way to the, to a World Series that you knew they weren't going to win. And I, I told this to you at the beginning of the year. We were having an argument about, you know, would you want to be the Phillies right now? And I said, would you be shocked if last year was the peak of this current Phillies core? I'm not saying that's absolutely going to be it. But right now, look at the Phillies. They are not anywhere near as good as I think a lot of people yeah. expected them to be. Shasky, part of the reason why this is such a great playoff team is there's just not a whole lot of competition. Well, you got six spots and probably – Four or five other teams competing for those six spots. Outside of Colorado,
0: everyone's still alive in the NL West. This is the toughest division in baseball outside of the AL East. Mm -hmm. At least it feels like that to me. I don't know what you think. They've got, I think,
1: four teams with a plus differential when it comes to run differential. Four or five, yeah. But Braves, Dimebacks, Dodgers, Giants, and I think either the the Padres or Reds might be sneaking up there, but...
0: We all believe yeah. the Reds are going to uh, you know at some point fade away, but but they're a great story as well. Mm-hmm. Like I do believe Arizona's going to be here the long haul. The Giants I think are going to be in the mix. The Dodgers aren't going away. They're going to make moves. There's no doubt about it. And the Padres, I know we want to write them off, they'll be hovering around 500 all year. So that's four teams in your own division, including yourself, right? The four teams. Mm-hmm. I just think it's really difficult. So we're only 70 games in. They don't have any starting pitching right now. There are injuries galore. It's not the end of the world. They're on a great stretch right now. I don't think they're as good as their record currently, but I'm having a hell of a lot of fun rooting for them. I I think they're probably three to six games over 500, like
1: when it's all said and done. And to me, that will be an awesome season. Well, just based off run differential and expected win-loss, the Giants, they're they're playing – They're expected win-loss right – Right, their expected win loss record right now is 41 and 31. I believe they're 40 and 32 right now. So they're playing pretty close to their, their expected win loss. But if you look at run differential, they're playing at a 92 win pace right now, Shasky. That so feels like Is that, yeah, how sustainable? How close do you think they get? I've pegged them as like an 83 to 84 win team. I agree with you. I'm willing to up that maybe to like an 86, 87. It, this is where I think the, the struggle comes in. I think the other message that we, we need to kind of think about with the Giants is that. When it comes to the young guys, there's going to be times like right now where they're going to be barnstorming all over other teams. I said Casey Schmitz plateaued. Schmitz plateaued. Bailey looks legit. Again, like I already said, don't go running on him. Matos is injecting energy. Um, Again, we had Farhan Zaidi join Willard and Dibbs on Friday. He talked about how the young guys, the way they inject energy because they take away from the grind of the regular season, how that loosens up the rest of the clubhouse. So I guess one last message maybe you could take away from the Giants right now is – we're a fun team. Yeah. Like they're letting baseball know we're having fun. We are not grinding like we were last year. There is no frustration. There is no weight of expectation. The expectations go out, have fun, have a good time. And Hey, if you win some baseball games in the process, yeah. so be it.
0: When was the last time coming out of a Dodger series? You felt like, Hey, we might have more young talent than them it's been a while and it's, I mean, it's it's been forever. Forever. we kicked the ever living S you know what out of the Dodgers this weekend. And it felt great. And then it you have 35,000 really on a Monday night against the Padres in a comeback victory. It feels like the community is starting to embrace this Giants team and love them again. I guess.
1: Yeah. One last message is yeah. The giants like, are they back? Uh, I mean, 2021 was a lot of fun, but I think twenty one twenty one was more of, you know, one last gasp for the core, Posey, Bum, Here's my Posey, hashtag. Crawford, Belt. And we're in a system that, you, doing a system that, that works, but maybe not for that group long-term. This year feels like, hey, what we did in 21, we're applying it on a more long-term base, on more of a long-term basis. And what you're seeing this team do right now, the energy, the excitement, the joy, that could very well be the new norm here on the shores of McCovey Cove.
0: Instead of hashtag, we're in this together, or you know, forever giant. What, what's this year's slogan? Nothing like it. Nothing like it. Here, here's the slogan. How's it took a- like
1: this season? No, no, no. no. It, it <laughs> took a minute, but it's coming around. It took a minute. I mean, that's even the right there. It took a minute. That's the Farhan Zaidi slogan, if anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>